Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Influential Personal Brand. This is one of your co-hosts, AJ Vaden here. I am uh, here today with a, a friend that we recently got reunited. We randomly were at the same mastermind event together. And I don't think until here recently, I had seen Vinny in probably 15 years, been a really long time, and was such an honor to get to run into him. He's the happiest, most joyful human on planet Earth, which you will all get to have a taste of in just a moment. But first, before we kind of jump into our conversation, I'm going to give a couple of high-level things that you need to know about Vinny Chopra and why you need to stick around. It's kind of going to be one of those interviews where we talk about personal branding, we talk about business, we talk about entrepreneurship, but we're also going to talk about scaling through investing. And Vinny is just a fascinating human being. And some of the most fascinating things that I think you need to know about him is that when Vinny moved to the United States almost 40 years ago, he moved here with $7. That's right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven dollars in his pocket. That's it. And today he's got more than $650 million under assets. He's the author of two amazing books. He's a podcast host. He's a crypto investor. He is a man of many talents. And y'all, I'm just so excited to learn from him. Selfishly, I'm having Vinny on the podcast today because I want to ask him all these questions and learn for myself. And I know that if I can gain something, I know that you're going to gain something about real estate, syndication, being an author, using that to help your personal brand, but growing your business and your reputation, which are all things that Vinny has done exceptionally well. And going from $7 when he moved here to over $650 million in assets 40 years later is nothing shy of incredible. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Vinny, welcome. Thank you, AJ. Thank you. I'm humbled. I'm privileged to be with you. I appreciate that. When I met you and Rory a few months back, maybe last month we were there, you know, in Sarasota. It was fabulous to meet you all. And I saw you in presentation. You're dynamic. The company you have built is super, just so great. And I'm so fortunate to be with you today. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. It's like even in Vinny's text, y'all, he just emotes joy. It's like even his text messaging, he's just like the happiest guy. And I'm so excited to get to spend an hour with you. So, all right, Vinny. So I kind of gave you a little bit of advance notice and I clearly shared a tiny, tiny little microcosm of all of the things that you've accomplished. But here's what I want to do first is I want to help our audience get to know you. And so... Here's, I'm just going to lay it out there. You can tell us as much or as little as you want, but 
how did you go from moving to the United States with seven dollars to being a multi-time international best-selling author, podcast host, and most impressively, this incredible real estate investment empire? How did this all happen? Thank you. Thank you. Actually, I came with a very humble beginning. We are six siblings four sisters and two brothers, including me. We lived in one bedroom apartment. I think it was 300 square feet total, literally, like one bedroom, one living room and a hallway. Never had a television, never had like a telephone or a refrigerator when I was growing up, all the way till 11th grade, I think. We only had a bicycle, the two legs cycle, right? <laughs> Walking. <laughs> so that's all we had. And you know, but I recall back, I think I was more goal-oriented guy, even from the start. I was very studious. I give really credit to our dad. Mom and dad have passed away now, but he would hold a school. What? A school in the home after dinner every night. Because he really wanted to make sure that we are learning everything and knowing the lectures, what teacher is going to teach us next day. So that really gave us very good power to learn and be aggressive and to really top in the class. If I may post a little bit, in the junior high, I kind of topped. In the high school, I topped there. Also in studies, I got a free scholarship five-year scholarship from the Indian government. I always wanted to become an engineer. So I'm a mechanical engineer. I took me five years to get the degree. Then I worked with Larson Dubro, which is Reliance Group, one of the biggest company in India. But then I came here. I always wanted to do MBA, Master's in Business Administration. I thought marketing and engineering I can make a good living in USA or in India. So I came here with $7. Now, I could only bring $7. My grandpa actually paid for my ticket to come here. My parents didn't want me to come here. (laughs) So I had a lot of hurdles in my life. Even the visa department gave me trouble for one and a half year. They wouldn't give me the visa. The George Washington University accepted me, but I wouldn't get visa, but I kept on trying and persuasive and persistent. Anyway, we got it. So then I came here with $7. My uncle sponsored me. So first tuition he paid, I think $1,500 or something. Then I sold books. One of my good friends said, Winnie, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I just came from India. Most of the people couldn't understand me. Still, people can't understand me. (laughs) Big, thick accent I had. But anyway, he said, you know, I sold Bible books and encyclopedias and it made money. I said, okay, I'll go along. So that's what happened. I cut my teeth in sales and engineer converted into a salesperson. It's amazing. (laughs) Like, it's like, I mean, it's like one of those stories of when we think about overcoming the odds as someone who lives in America, it's a really different story when you compare it to really no access to education and like no vehicle, 300 square foot with eight people living in it. Like that's a different level of humble beginnings than what we hear most often specifically on this podcast. And so I know that after college, right, you took 
clearly a job. So what was your first job? Like, did you go into engineering or did you say the sales no, and marketing thing? No, is more? it just so happened. I worked like 80 hours a week. I know uh, Rory also worked, I think, you know, in the similar profession, but that was like selling through summer months while I was going for George Washington University and we'll sell books and encyclopedias 13 hours a day, knocking on doors. That really made me tougher. It made me accepting rejection and making sure that I could really down deep in myself, figure out ways to overcome and be happy, I guess. I was not always smiling like this, but I just always felt like, okay, and they gave us great many books, by the way, Og Mandino, in the greatest salesman in the world, Charlie Tremendous Jones, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Influence People and, you know, uh, Win Friends, then Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hills. I remember those seven books really got me going mind-wise and thinking, oh, I forgot, Magic of Thinking Big by W.J. Schwartz, you know, all these are very, very great books. So that's when, after about three summers, I said, you know what, I'm enjoying it so much. Let me just put the engineering in a box, mm-hmm. literally, for some time. And let me try out other avenues. So I became promotional consultant, fundraising consultant. I raised my bar high. So I never went back to engineering. Can you believe it? It's kind of one of those things where I think people forget the power of learning how to be a great salesperson. Yeah. Right. It does not matter what business you're in, right? It doesn't matter what you're doing, having the skills of knowing how to make a sale and have influence. Like even as a parent, right? It's like I'm selling every day and my kids are the best negotiators on the planet, right? It's like... There is just so much power in knowing how to make a sale that makes you a great business person. So I know that you went on and you were in fundraising for 40 years. Yeah, 37. 37. 37. But a really long time. retired in 2015. I want everyone to pay attention to that. Let me call that out. So Vinny retired after a 37-year career with the same company, right? About 37 years, and you retired in 2017. It's 2022, y'all. So your real estate investing really started five years ago? 2008, when I really took big strides. We've been married 42 years, just to say everybody, and I'll be 70 this year. I'm so happy. After 50, I say every birthday we go backward. So actually, I'm only 30. Mind of 17, maybe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's really important that I think just so often we feel like we look up at some point in our life and we just feel like, I just thought I would be in a different place by now, or I thought I would have more or do more or something by now. And what I love about your story so much is that so much of the monumental success that you've had in books and everything has happened post-retirement. Right. Retirement was not retirement for you. Retirement was truly. Seven years have been spectacular growth years for me. I'm making more and doing more and being happier more. I was happy all these 40 years also. And we've been married 42 years. But 
what I have really scaled up has been in seven years. This is incredible. So, okay. So what clicked? What changed? What's different? Like, what did you start doing seven years ago? Because really what happened is you left kind of the quote unquote corporate America. You left your quote unquote nine to five, even though I know you're working more than nine to five, but you left that and you said, all right, this is my next era, right? This is the next thing I get to do in life. Why real estate? Why investing? Like, what was it? Like, what was that next step that you took when you quote unquote retired? Surely, you know, actually, when we got married, it all depends. You know, when the opportunity knocks, you got to open the door. I always say that. And you should embrace it. That's what is the other thing. And being consistent in the things we do. So when we got married, I was in Ohio, Findlay, Ohio, and we moved to Bay Area. My peer group started talking about real estate. Hold on. I'm a promotional consultant, but I'm meeting over the weekend and all, and they're saying rental homes and investing over here and there. So when Neil and Monica were born, our two children, we started, we said, okay, let's dabble into it, right? So we started investing into single family homes and we were getting cash flows, okay cash flows. Then we went to Arizona. We bought two homes in one day, then another home, another rental later on on the internet, went to Georgia, bought over there, went to Texas. So we kept on buying these single family homes. 2005, while being working full-time also, you know, we have a lot of free time. What we do with the free time is our own choice. So I became a broker and I declared it to the company. I'm a broker, but I'm not going into that profession. So that helped me a lot to really start building my side hustle, let's say, in real estate. So when I retired in 2015, I started a company in 2014, December, November, actually. And that is Monil Investment Group, our kids name, Monica and Neil kind of put together. But before that, I had another company with a big major partner. I was not major partner. And then we sold all the assets in that one later on. But this Monil Investment Group has seven companies now in the last seven years. And it's got Monil Senior Living, Monil Management, Monil, you name it, Academy, Multifamily Academy, and then Hospitality, Monil Hospitality, and all these different crypto. And now we are going into Bitcoin mining. Monil Mining just got built last 10 days. What? <laughs> I mean, I love this so much because you are the epitome of, all right, it ain't over till it's over, right? And I love that. And I think too, like one of the things that really stands out at me, it's like, we always think that somehow there's these great overnight success stories, but The more that you talk to people, you learn, no, nothing is overnight. Nothing is immediate. It's all gradual. It's all consistency, right? And it's like, you start doing this and then you do a little more and then a little more and then a little more. So I want to kind of talk about your personal brand for just a minute, because in addition to doing everything that you're doing with investments and real estate, you also have these academies and you've got these books and you've got podcasts, like you've got a lot going on. So what I want to know is why write a book? Why have an academy? Like when you have so much going in this one area, what made you think, no, I've got to leverage my personal brand and my knowledge. And I want to put that to work in education and information. You know, my main passion is really to make 
one million million years. What? I mean, that's a pretty big goal. But if you look at 8 billion people on the planet, when I think how many I was told out of 8, 4 billion have internet, I really believe that you could pass the information through the internet, online education, and that can be spread all over the globe. So that has been my passion. I've recorded maybe 1,300 lectures right now, which can really minutely teach everything that I do even better. And again, with all the tools and things, and we have dropped it down to 336 of them into a course where people can really learn everything and everything. But writing book also makes the author really dig deeper into themselves. Mm. I say teaching is twice learning. I Mm. always say that because you try to perfect the art because you are going out in the open to tell other people about it in simpler ways. I just have to say that in Scottsdale, we finished the trip, right, you know, last week. So Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Hansen invited me for dinner. And as you know, Mark Victor Hansen wrote that book, Chicken Soup for the Soul. They sold 500 million copies the number one writer, author in the world. So they want to write a book on me. I said, what? They said, Winnie, we want to write a book on you, fictional character, but your life and that book, fictional book is getting more coverage and people are learning about the principles much better. Anyway, I thought I might, it's been on my mind and I told them yesterday, that yes, I gave permission and we'll be now doing interviews and all. Oh, and then hopefully yeah. we we'll Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that is just a testament too of what a personal brand is all about, right? It's becoming known for something that you want to be known for. And it's like, I love what you said. It's like teaching is just choice learning. Yes. Right. And I think there's so much power in what you said of like writing a book or even creating a course or creating content in general really is more self-reflection of what do I have to say and how do I want to say it? And it's an art of fine tuning your message in a way that it reaches this very specific audience. But then, too, it's like you've got this enormous goal of helping a million people become millionaires. Right. And a part of that is information, right? It's education. And so one of the things that I want to share with the audience today, anyone who's listening, Vinny has made one of his books available, an e-copy. So if you go to vinnychopra.com forward slash free book, right? So Vinny, V-I-N-N-E-Y, Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A.com forward slash free book. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes, but you can go and grab an e-version of one of his books, And I just, I love so much that you're leveraging all of your success to help other people have success. And I think that's really incredible. And I think that's a power of a personal brand and creating valuable information is that you're helping other people succeed, but simultaneously you're becoming more successful every single time someone else hits their goals. And I think that's a beautiful part of this whole puzzle. And so I'm super curious. And then I want to actually talk about investing your business through real estate and scaling. But I'm curious, it's like, there's a lot of things that you could do. So why a book? Why a course? Like why those specific things for you? I would say definitely, you know, that is passing down the knowledge so that in simpler terms and having people to really 
act on, right? A lot of people just read and read and read. I like to also hold them accountable. So I do group coaching every Wednesdays in my mastermind. Then I have personal coaching, only four students I take a year that way. But that's just one part of my thing, just to give back forward giving. Then other side of my business is really getting into the deals and the structures and raising money. That's what I'm good at. I just raised 4.5 million in three hours on vacation, literally. And I've got four interviews this week with my half a million dollar investors who have already seen the package because I'm buying $65 million multifamily right now. And then also crypto Bitcoin mining is very big in my mind. And even though the stock, I mean, crypto Bitcoin went to 31,000 or whatever, 32, we can mine it at 12,000. So still there is a huge, huge profit. And that's what I'm very, very excited about right now. Then hotels, that's the other one. And senior living is my other one. So, I mean, every angle, it's kind of like I give some time to this pocket this time, this, this, this. So I always have believed in that you never should say, I can only do this Mm. or this or this or this or this, but always replace the or with and, A and D. And just your subconscious and your brain will just become so infinite, I say, when you say, I can do this and this, and this, and this, and this, that has been the real success principle for me to really send it out in the cosmos with the law of attraction, like the book was The Secret, Mm -hmm. right, from Rhonda Burns, which is kind of going for the last, you know, 100 years, what we think, what we conceive, and we send strong signals all around us in the cosmos, you don't even know how it's going to happen. I don't even know what, how these things are unraveling right now. <laughs> but it's been all this energy going out. So much things are coming back in my life to make my life easier. And expanding exponentially is the word. Like today, I had a meeting with great, great partners who are taking my lectures, redefining the lectures, and they are giving a 52-week drip system to build wealth, Mm -hmm. to become millionaires. And now we are talking, how could we do these bits of pieces of them, 54 pieces, and then going through just like what you teach, right? You know, I mean, it's so exciting. Then I just got the new platform, high-level platform in the SAS system. I always like to be cutting edge. Mm. I want to get the best of the best that's offered right now so that we can exponentially grow. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Uh-huh.
that's interesting is like, although you're doing a whole bunch of different things, there is a common through line. And we talk a lot about that at Brand Builders Group, but you really have the common through line, the common thing in every component of what you're working on is investment. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's personal investment and learning or it's real estate or Bitcoin or mining or senior living or hotels. It's all about investments, right? And like, that's that through line. So we talk about this a lot at Brand Builders Group. So for anyone who's listening, who's been around for a minute, you know that we really much believe that you break through the noise by becoming known for one thing. Mm -hmm. But once you break through the noise for that one thing, you can start to splinter, right? And it's like, now you're doing a little of this and a little of that. But you're doing all those little of this and a little of that, but it's all through the lens of investment, wealth building, right? And I think that's really important for everyone who's listening of going, oh my gosh, well, I'll never be at that level. It's like, no, you are when you find that common thing that you're passionate about, that you're really good at doing, which I do want to talk about how do you raise several million dollars on vacation. So we'll talk about that in a second. But it's like, once you find that thing that you're naturally good at, your superpower, it's like, then I really do believe that your mind activates. And it's like, it could come in this form. And then this form, it's just, it's the same thing with information. You could read it. You could hear it on a podcast. You could be in a coaching program, a mastermind program, a course, but it's all the same information, but it's how it's delivered in a variety of mediums that makes it unique. And I hear you saying investing is very similar, right? It's like plenty of people invest in a 401k or in a Roth IRA. And it's like, but there's also real estate investing. And then even in real estate, you've got senior living, you have hotels, you have multifamily units, you have single family homes. It's like, there's all these different ways to expand it as long as you know what your focus is. And what I hear you saying, your focus is really investment. Even when it comes to education, it's personal investment. You're so right about it, AJ. You're so right. Two streams, two very focused attack is, of course, on the passive investors who are rich. (laughs) I mean, I made a decision long time back and I would love to help everybody, but I think I can help better because the returns are so strong with the people with 100,000 investment, 200, 500 million. Our top investors have 5 million with me now with our companies in different, different avenues, right? And they're making two times, three times, four times money. So that's the investor side. The other side, my education is giving back to the society, also is to the making more winnings, (laughs) (laughs) kind of educating them, giving them the tools and tribulations and worksheets and PowerPoints so that they don't have to reinvent the system. When we reinvent the system, we lose time, energy, and money. (laughs) Mm. I love that. Yeah, it's two streams. And I think that's just so important. And I didn't connect those until this conversation of it doesn't matter if it's education or it's real estate, it's really investment. It's just different ways of getting there, right? Okay. Knowledge, education. Okay, so just a, a quick tip. I have my idea of how I know you pull this stuff off, but I would love to hear your version of how you pull this stuff off. So how do you get someone to invest millions of dollars with you in a very short amount of time while you're on vacation. So quick, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have to give credit to Monica Chopra, our daughter. She's our partner also in the business. You met her. Yeah, she's you wonderful. did meet her in Sarasota. She's wonderful. She's been with us seven years, of course. And the good part is that we have in MailChimp designed these beautiful emails 
that we have used for previous undertakings where we raise money, we just clone it. What? Just clone it and put new information in it. Yeah. So she was able to design it. She sent it test market while I was there sipping pina colada or something. <laughs> and then she said, Dad, should we send it out? And we did. We sent out to 1,330 investors we have in our database. And we never talked to anybody. But in our bullets, we share all the good information and then give them soft commitment forms clickable links. So as soon as they like the whole system and the brochure and everything, they click on it, then it goes into a survey automatically. And then when they fill out the survey, it goes into Google Sheet. In real time, in real stamping, we find out if they want to put 200,000, 300, 500, and so on. And then how will they be investing? We have a whole questionnaire that way. So that's how we raise that money. Then in the mail chip, it says, oh, so many people clicked and opened and how many did not open. So we resend it again mm-hmm. very quickly. So that increased even more. And I am planning to send it again this evening to see those so that everybody, because people have so little time, mm-hmm. they say, we'll come to it. We'll come to it. So it's get to just put it on the top of their emails, right? Oh, let me tell you what, y'all. I don't know who's been saying email marketing is dead, but they're dead wrong. Oh, uh, raising millions of dollars in email marketing right here with Denny Chopra. <laughs> I mean, I, I was at, I don't even remember where it was. It was a few months ago and they were talking about the power of, you know, social media, which I believe there's great power in that. But I believe that social media, that we don't own that. That's rented real estate, right? The only real estate we own is our email list. In our CRM. I know you mentioned it. I think I saw that in Sarasota. You said your next customer is in your roller deck, in your iPhone, literally, which is so true. I love texting also. Huge, huge fan of texting. So I copy the same message (laughs) and just paste it (laughs) to all these people, my million-dollar investors, $500,000 investors, and personalize it. And then they start conversing with me on iPhone And then we drop them into the Zoom quick right there. I think that's such a great reminder of the power of your email list. And if you're not building your email list right now, like if this was not clear enough, raising millions of dollars in an email blast, like let's tune into what are you doing to build your email list, but not just build it, but nurture it, right? Provide value to it. That's huge. Like that's a really big deal to raise millions of dollars off of, you know, 1300 investors is a really big deal. Some of us have email lists of 10, 20, 30, 50, 100,000 people and couldn't raise that much money with a launch. So I think there's one thing in building a great email list in terms of numbers, but there's a difference in having a quality email list versus just a quantity of an email list. I'm so glad you said it, AJ. Now, this was MailChimp. I used the word that's very sacred for us. That's 1,330 investors. But my active campaign list is Mm -hmm. Uh 14,000. So it's from there we reap the benefits 
And then people who like to really invest with us, we bring them from there into the MailChimp side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, quantity and quality are two very different Good things, too. as we all know. But I love that. And it's the power of email marketing. It's the power of providing real value. And I love, too, it's like you're giving them a qualifier form. You're letting them take those soft steps in. So you're softening up that opportunity as you go. So many great tips and just little taxes that we can all use no matter what our business is, right? I think and you know, sense of urgency. I should definitely mention that. I get sold out very quickly because I tell them it's first come, first serve. Even if you have 5 million with me before, I will not put you above the line. You got to make that commitment. It's time stamped and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's first thing. Then we're going to send out the PPM, private placement memorandum, the legal paperwork, that's the next step. Race to the horse. They got to fill it out quickly. Daku sign. Third step. They got to wire the money. Nobody gets into the deal until the wire comes into the account. So we also have that time stamped also. <laughs> I mean, that, I think, again, that's good old fashioned sales, right? Yep. How to create that limiter, that sense of urgency, um, something that moves people to action. That's 40 years of amazing sales at work right there, Vinny, (laughs) putting it to work. I collect almost 98 to 99% of my commitments, which is unheard of in the syndication world. It's very unheard of. Even my coach told me, Vinny, you got to get twice as many commitments to get half of it money collected to buy anything. But somehow in the other, I always felt that if I can educate my investors nicely, not selling them, nobody wants to be sold at all. But as a consultant and show them all the different avenues, what can go wrong or whatever, and then make them understand, right? About the investment, they will endear to you. And the more open you are, more trustworthy you are, they will bring money more and more and tell more people about it and everything. So we collect almost 99% of soft commitments into hard commitments. That's awesome. I heard this the other day and I'm paraphrasing it, but it's really simple. Provide value, build trust. Yeah. Right. The more value that you provide, the more trust that you build. Right. That's so good. So, okay, you kind of mentioned something that's going to kind of transfer us into the second part of our conversation. So we've got 15, 17 minutes left here. So we want to talk about investing, right? So your personal brand is all around investments. It comes in a variety of formats, but you've chosen a very distinctive path post your corporate retirement into this world of investing. And a lot of people don't know what a real estate syndication is. And so fill us in, like, what is that? It's very simple syndication in the Wikipedia or uh, dictionary. It's pooling of money together of like-minded people for profits. And you could syndicate to raise money to buy a plane and put the plane to use. And that is where the profits will be generated. You could buy apartment building, which I'm in quite a bit, and hotels. You could buy office building, mobile home park. You could build a company, a VC company. Mm -hmm. You could build a startup. So all these companies are syndications. Every 
single thing in America is syndication of pooling of money. Even the stock market, it's a yeah. form of syndication because people are buying stocks and giving money and they are looking at the profits of the company and all that. So syndication is a great way. Secondly, you could do leveraging. That's the word I want to talk about. In real estate world, in America and around the world, it's a leverage situation. When you buy in stock market, Google stock, you have to pay 100% of it cash or do margins or do options and all that, more risky. But in real estate, guess what? You come up with 25% of the money, the mm -hmm. bank comes along, they look at the property, they say, yeah, we feel comfortable. We'll give you 75% of the money. What? You bring only 25, they give you three times more and you give the whole hundred to the seller. Now you own the property. What the bank says, just pay us the interest only loan for five years or three years or give us interest and principal, principal payback or balloon payment, we call it, right? Uh-huh. But now you made that property increase in value the bank says, you keep all the profits. You keep all the equity. We're not going to take any equity out of you. I mean, this is the craziest thing. <laughs> First of all, you put 100000 you're buying $400,000 worth. And when the 400000 increases to $40 million now, 40000 all that gain is yours to keep. Oh, my gosh. And the tax laws say depreciation. What is that? Depreciation is that your building is going to be worth zero if you buy it for 1 million after 27 and a half years, taxation code says it'll be worth zero. And you can deduct the losses every year. <laughs> but the best part is your property might be triple the price or quadruple the price. So it's a whole different ballgame. Leverage, depreciation, tax benefits, economies of scale. The reason I got into multifamily, we had single family homes, like I mentioned, right, all over USA. But then it's each a home you have to take care or management companies taking care. I never took care of toilet trash and termites, we call it, three T's. But the property management companies took care of it, right? But then when we started buying apartments, we were having 20 homes in one place, kind of, because 20 units, you collect rents from all 20 and they're paying the mortgage down. That's the other part. I didn't talk about that, depreciation and all that. And bank is separate. Now comes the residents. Mm -hmm. Your rent pays your mortgage balance down. What? So by the time you sell, maybe later on or keep it, you may not even owe anything. You got all the deductions and it's just a crazy thing. So essentially, I would say multifamily caught my attention. Office buildings and what was that strip shopping centers? I looked into those several places. Being an engineer, my mind is very small, very small. My brain is small. So I said, okay, let's just stay multifamily. That's it. So I stayed the course, bought a duplex. We still own it <laughs> in Odessa, Texas. 
But then I bought 14 units for $180,000. And then from there to 2 million, 5 million, 20 million, then 52 million was my number one. Now it's 65 million, the one I'm just buying right now. Look at that from a duplex. Yeah. In a few years, you can scale up. That's amazing. So- but it's the only reason, AJ, because I'm able to get money from my family, friends, yeah. people I know, and they gave me money. That's the power of syndication. That's amazing. I mean, it's it's a pooling of funds yeah. where everyone wins. Yeah, everybody wins. Everybody everyone wins. wins. I so mean, I have 70-30 um, splits means... Our investors get 70% of the returns and the cash flow. I get only 30, which is great, but they get benefit and we get benefits too. Oh, so much of a win-win. I love this. And I think that there's a couple of things that you said that I want to kind of go back to. And I'm just curious for everyone who's listening, who's going, I'm at a place where I know I need to be investing, um, specifically in real estate. Because right now, if you're not investing, your dollar is losing money. Right. Yes. If you just have dollars in the bank, you are losing money at the rate 7% of percent each year. Easy. It's insane. So it's like we're not really at a time of like, should I invest? It's like, no, what are you going to invest in? Because otherwise your money is literally losing its value sitting where it's sitting. So you went residential versus commercial. Why? The reason is because of economies of scale. Because instead of having single family or duplexes all over in different cities and different, because you don't want to buy everything in one place, that market can go up and down. It's good to diversify, which Mm -hmm. I teach very big. But the other part is by having so many units at one place, you're able to economize in the repairs, in collecting rents, in management, And then your value increases also. If the neighborhood goes up, your value increases. Single family homes, values don't increase as appreciably as in multifamily because it's the net operating income, which is a multiple of the cap rate, which brings the value up. So that's where we buy C plus, B minus, I say, Mm -hmm. And now I'm buying A because I can afford and raise a lot of money, all that. And now we are buying it for 65 million, I think, this deal. And 20% returns per year we are projecting for our investors. And three years, we'll be able to give their money back and make their money 1.7 times. So if somebody gives me a million today, I will give them 700,000 gain in just three years. Yes, I love it. Well, I think too, especially in this world that we're living in, where how much of a virtual environment are we going to stay in? Yeah. It's like, regardless if people ever return to offices, they're always going to need places to live, sure. right? So that kind of leads me to my second question. I'm just curious on your perception. With millennials, yes, younger millennials specifically, and then the rise of Gen Z, right? Yes. Which Monica is in the verge of this millennial Gen Z era. I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on the importance of how you invest in money in terms of multifamily housing units versus single family homes? Because I'm just so curious, like, how many of these people are going to want to buy? I have uh, so many people that I know that are in this younger millennial generation where it's like they don't want to. 
It's it's a decided choice that they're choosing to rent because they want the freedom and flexibility. You know, you hit the nail on the head. I talk about three tsunamis flowing through the world and USA. One is the millennial and Gen Z. Just like you said, they like portability. They don't want to move the lawn. They want to be moving into remote areas and working from laptop, enjoy the beaches and this condominiums, renting. So portability is number one on their mind. They don't want to be tied down. Some of them saw their parents lose their homes in the last recession or something, right? So that is a huge, we are invested. It's a rental rental nation. We call it, we are a rental nation, you know, rent. Yeah, renters nation. Second one is our tsunami, which is a silver tsunami. 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65. So seniors are growing more and more and more. 10,000 every single day. So there is a silver tsunami going through. The third tsunami I talk about is the immigration the immigrants coming. Our population growth is very low, 2.4% with the death rate and all. So we do need influx of other nationalities and different people coming. So three tsunamis are all making USA a renter nation again. So we have been renter nation. We have so much shortage. 20 million units are shortage in America right now. 20 million. Even if I build so many apartments, still we will not be able to capture it. That's insane. And I love this. And I heard you talk about this just a a tiny bit in Sarasota around these three tsunamis. So I just want to repeat this for everyone. We've got this generational tsunami with Gen Z and millennials who don't necessarily want to settle down and buy a home. They want to be flexible and move from city to city or place to place in this laptop living world, which I think is fascinating and only growing with the natural distant work environment that we're experiencing with virtual work. Second is the silver tsunami, right? And I want to kind of go back to one of the stats you said. You said 10,000 Every night turn into 65 years of age. So there are so many. I'm 70. I'll be 70 this year, right? August. But up to 2031, what? Almost nine more years. All these people who are in the 60s and 61, 62, 63, 64, all the way, the last person will turn 65 in this silver age, we call it. It's huge, huge demand. And we are living longer. So 70 years population is also growing 4,000 a day. That's 10,000 at 65. I think six or so thousand into 70 and then 4 million in 80 and above. So I'm mostly in the assisted senior living space also where we are building from ground up these beautiful, beautiful complexes, brand new, with movie theaters, with spa, with the billiard rooms and grand pianos and the private dining halls and big dining halls and also jacuzzis and uh, what the spas and all that. That's not your typical senior living environment, (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's amazing because that's true. It's like people are living longer and they want better quality of life. No one wants to go to what you think about now when you think about a retirement home. It's very yucky and scary. And quite honestly, like what kid wants to put their parents in that, right? That's not 
ideal, but you're saying 10,000 a day you're entering into this and all these people are living longer. It's like, where are they going to go, right? When they are not able to stay into their home, they're not able to upkeep it or they don't want to. So you're doing a ton in the senior living environment. Like, like what do you think is the potential for this particular? I'm setting my goal at 2 billion with a B, billion in this rest of the decade. I'm doing five projects right now in Florida and Virginia, Williamsburg. Virginia should be opening up end of October. Beautiful, beautiful place. If anybody would like to you know, watch and see and meet me there, that's Hampton Manor is our brand. Hampton, H-A-M-P-T-O-N, manor.co is the website. But Williamsburg, Virginia, Chesapeake, Virginia, we are building. Then in Punta Gorda, we just opening up. We are not even open yet. We are 60% occupied already. We are not even open yet. So people have already given us deposit. And as soon as we open the door, all seniors will be coming in. And even the governor of Florida is coming. I just found out yesterday. To our facility, there'll be a big, big write-up on our communities because what we are building. So that's going to be great. Cape Coral, we built it. Palm Bay, Sebastian, Venice, Jacksonville, Merritt Island. So you're building in all these locations. Then St. Louis, then Texas, we are coming. Nashville, we are coming. I'm harassing Vinny. Like, come on, when are you coming to Nashville? <laughs> you have two investors waiting on you. It's incredible. Like, I think this is amazing. And then the immigrant tsunami, yes. right? Which again, renters. But I think this is really interesting in hearing this perspective of one syndication where you don't hold all the responsibility. You don't hold all the liability, yes. um, but you're pulling it together to do something larger, right? Yes. I love this multifamily housing component, especially when you get into like 50, 100 units plus, it's really exciting. And then what I'm most interested in is these senior living. Like, I think that is fascinating, mainly because it's so needed. It's so needed to reimagine what senior living looks like for this next 10 to 20 years. That's so true. What you said, AJ, our goal, our motto is let's spoil the seniors. Yeah, I love that. I mean, we want them dignified life respectful life because that's their golden years yeah i love that and we start at like 3300 i think is the amount which includes all the meals rents all the adls activities of daily living caregiving linen laundry everything included transportation all that and then the care of service, if they need us, it might go to 4000 or 4500 And seniors don't have to pay a penny because there are certain livings where you have to buy a mm-hmm. condo or something. Ours are rental units. They have five to seven acres of land, one story, no two story, no elevators. And courtyards are built with the waterfall functions, putting greens and swing pools and other things so that, and they can put vegetable garden outside, just enjoy the life. I love that. I mean, I think too, it's like my dad is 70. He turned 71 this year. And uh, I heard him tell me, if it comes down to putting me in a home or killing me, just kill me. And I think a lot of that comes down to this mentality around, there's a a horrible association with, there's going to be no quality of life, right? I don't want to be in this 
stale hospital-like place. And I'm like, well, dad, we're not killing you. So we need other options. And I love this because I think this is so needed and so necessary. It's not going away. It's only growing. And that's the power of investing and specifically in this way. And I love this concept of syndication. I think it's so cool. I could just like sit here and talk to you. We haven't even scratched the surface of Vinny's knowledge. And if other people who are listening to us, if you say to AJ, bring Winnie back, I'll be here whenever you need me. I mean, between crypto and, uh, and startup. So my gosh, I didn't talk about the cybersecurity. My oh, company is doing I mean, really well with the venture capital fund that we have also started with my partner. I'm thinking about bit mining, maybe going to NASDAQ up there. And also the REIT, small REIT that I have in the back of my mind. Mind is a good thing, right? You know? Absolutely. <laughs> And I think this too, it's like, I know most of you probably aren't watching our video, you're listening, but Vinny couldn't look further away from 70 if he tried. There is power in keeping your mind active and keeping business and keeping just full of life and busy of doing things that you enjoy that keeps you young. Like the joy and all of this is just, it's amazing. Uh, AJ, you said it, you know, my grandpa, he passed away at 94 he was driving, our Indian friends, they might know the traffic in New Delhi is pretty bad. He was driving at the age of 91. What? At 91, able to see and maneuver the car and everything. That's the thing. I'll be 70 in August. I want to be like him. <laughs> so that's my picture. I need to really vision board myself to for next 25 years. That's me 95. It'll be fun. And my wife says, Oh my gosh, you've been talking 17 hours. Aren't you tired? I said, no, not really. I can go for next 17 hours now. (laughs) Oh, I bet that's how it feels when you're doing what you love, right? That's how it feels. Never a work. No, not at all. I I love it. I love all of this, y'all. I think this is just so fascinating. Not only do I think it's awesome that you should check out Benny and follow him because he's got this awesome personal brand that's growing out of really just a desire to help other people succeed. And it's like a Zig Ziglar used to say, if you help enough people get what they want, then you you also get what you want. And you're so living that. And so then when it comes to social media, do you have a preferred platform? Like where should people go to stay in touch with you? Oh my gosh. You just go Google Vinnie Chopra. You'll come with 1000 pages. I somebody told me. (laughs) And then you could go on Instagram, Smiley Vinnie. I'm smile a lot. You could go on Amazon, Vinnie Smile Chopra, Vinnie Chopra. You could go to Facebook. YouTube channel is growing big time. TikTok is also getting bigger now. Pinterest, they started. And of course, iTunes and Buzzsprout, all my podcasts that I'm doing. And my live show is every Friday live at 9.30, Vinnie and Bo show. My partner and I do it together. No, it's been fun. It's been fun. I'm writing a book, by the way. Uh-uh. My third book is Ooh. going to be this one. Oh, Living Investing Made Easy. Look I at this. love it. So it's almost half done. And then, of course, I'm going to be coming up with my big book with Mark Victor Hansen and his company is going to be he just personalized it last week when we met. Oh, I don't know if oh, oh, cool. love this. They come out with a great book ask, and they're gonna write a fictional story on me. 
which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we'll put all of these different links in the show notes so that you guys can connect with Vinny. And then don't forget, go to vinnychopra.com forward slash free book. Yes. Grab a copy of his book, follow him on social, subscribe to his podcast. If you want to learn about growing your personal brand through watching someone else do it, which is what he's doing, and also learn about the power of real estate investing, check him out. Stay tuned for our recap episode that I'll do after this. Vinny, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, AJ. Thanks to you and Rory. You guys are doing amazing. God bless you. And thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.